there's a little bit of cleanup involved, but you didn't break anything. You didn't damage anything. No. It was just Unless forking. you stabbed it in someone's prized petunia or something. Just a night night out forking. <laughs> How long does it take you? How many forks are you talking here? Like, you did come in packages at 48. You need to fork. You do the whole package on one lawn? Heck yeah, man. I'd fork the heck out of that lawn. <laughs> fork yeah. <laughs> I just, I love forking. <laughs> Welcome to the sixth episode of the To Do's Name Ryan podcast. We are back after a week-long vacation. Uh, you can call it that. We just didn't record last week, but we are back here on episode number six. Foley Man, how was your 4th of July? It was awesome. Went back to the homeland, Great Falls, Montana. Got to see a ton of family. My mom had like 14 people in her house. It was crazy. So it was family heavy, but a lot of fun. Is that the largest gathering you've been to since COVID? Yeah, I would say that's yeah. probably right. Nice. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah, we just went over to the in-laws house, saw the little parade, kind of a small little burger cookout kind of thing. Nice and relaxed. It was fun. It was a good fourth. Only a minor sunburn, so not too bad. Do you like the fourth? Not as much as I used to, to be honest. I don't really care for fireworks anymore. They just don't excite me. I don't really care. Like I've, se- I feel like I've seen fireworks. I've seen all there is to see with fireworks. I was like, whatever. I don't try and keep the kids up that late because I know it would go poorly. People would be grumpy and angry and staying up that late. And I, I don't know. It's just not worth it for me. So we don't really do it. I haven't seen fireworks, a good fireworks show in years, to be honest. Man, you just sound like a grumpy old man right now. Just I'm not a grumpy. hater. I'm just saying I don't enjoy it. I'm not <laughs> saying like, oh, you don't do it. I'm not complaining about the noise or light pollution or anything. I'm just, I don't enjoy it. Like I see, I feel like I've seen all there is to see in the land of fireworks. Okay. Although right. I did see a video of that, uh, somebody putting the San Diego fireworks. I think it was a few years ago where they accidentally lit every single firework off at the same time. Have you seen that video? <laughs> no, it's just that this massive, awesome. bright everything. <laughs> it's just huge. It's like lights up everything vividly, and it lasts for like twenty seconds, and it's over. <laughs> it's like I would, I'd pay to see that one. That'd be pretty epic. A big city oh, like San you, Diego like, doing it. Just, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I saw the video of some people like started like leaving because they're like, oh man, they're probably like freaked out that it's gonna be like a fire or something. So I'd be game for that, but. uh I haven't seen that. Those kids start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, help. Did you light off any fireworks? Uh, I did not. But we definitely observed yeah. them in Great Falls. All right. Well, let's get into the show outline here. For the first episode back in a little while, we're going to do the top of our mind segment. And then a segment that we came up with that we're going to pending pending call You're out, where we each present each other with four things, and the person has to eliminate one of them. Like, they're going to be four good things. I assume that's how you did this, and you have to choose which one you don't like. You have to get rid of one. Like, you can can only keep three, I guess. I guess you could spin it negative or positive. We'll see how it goes, but uh, that's going to be the episode. So let's kick it off, man. What is on the top of your mind? Top of my mind is drinking a beer right now, Ryan. 
I thought we were oh, going to Yeah, I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah, let's get into the, the what are we drinking? I completely forgot. And I probably forgot because I'm drinking a LaCroix. So I wasn't even excited to talk about it because I'm just drinking sparkling water over here. So Uh-oh. there's mine. I already skipped right over myself. So yeah, what, what what's in, uh, in your coolie over there, my friend? I have a prickly pear pale ale out of Helena, Montana. Prickly pear. Yeah. Don't want to sit on those. They hurt. I would know. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding down a hillside as a young boy in Montana in the gully and just got one right up the arse. So yeah, that one hurt. But uh, prickly pear pale ale picked it up in Montana, of course, when we were over there. Uh, it's like, it's such a good beer. I like a good pale ale. Um, it's hoppy. I like that. Uh, it's kind of bitter. I like that profile on a beer. And it's made in Montana. So um, brewed with real cactus fruit. And the brewery is escaping me. Lewis and Clark. There it is. I knew it was a yeah. Helena brewery. At one of my stomping grounds back when I lived in Helena, the Lewis and Clark brewery. Although I was never too partial to the prickly pear beer. It's a pretty awesome name, though, and it's a cool can. Yeah, I can see it right there, and I remember what it looked like. Just it looks like a big green cactus. So, yep. <laughs> the good old prickly pears in Montana—you wouldn't expect it if you don't if you're not from Montana. But they're little, like they're little flat guys, right? Yeah, and they're flat, small, stick up. Yeah, they're not very big, but yeah, they're they're prickly. Yeah, <laughs> they'll they poke you good. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, like I said, I got a Lacroix, so nothing to talk about there. Didn't feel like drinking tonight. So, man, what's on the top of your mind? Well, I was trying to skirt around it a little bit because we were talking about uh, fireworks in the very beginning of the of the episode, and the top of my mind is growing up in a town that has fireworks. I grew up in Great Falls, Montana, and I thought it was completely normal. I thought all towns had fireworks when we grew up. That's not true. In, in Spokane, you can't buy f- fireworks over here. I think you would have to go out to uh, the Coeur d'Alene Indian Reservation. I could be wrong on that, but that sounds about right. But uh, I just really appreciate fireworks. And I know you were saying, you know, I don't really get it behind it anymore, but I, I really differ from you on that. When, when we were there, Ryan, on the, on the 4th, I mean, well, to kind of before the 4th, I, I see the stands open up for that whole week. And so you have to endure the fireworks as you're sleeping because it's nonstop in Great Falls, and especially on the 4th. And they put on a show. So where my family goes to look at the fireworks, we just sit up on the hill uh, on the north side of is that town. Over by the, is that over by the train tracks? Well, there's a couple of hills. I mean, there's kind quite by a few the duck hills. pond? Yeah. <laughs> no. So this would be kind of like up in Skyline area up there on the uh, south side of town. Anyways, it overlooks the whole city, which is a, it's a gorgeous view. Um, and you got like the big belts in the back, then the high woods to the left and um, the little belts. And so you're just looking at the beauty of Great Falls in the, the whole, the whole city is just lit up because everywhere is being shot off with fireworks. I mean, in all families, the whole town. So you're just watching this, watching this, and it's just gorgeous. And then uh, the Voyagers, the ballpark, you know, they got their thing going on. And then the city lights there is off right over the, right over the river, river there, the Missouri. And it just, I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, man, this is just not normal. You don't see this everywhere. And I grew up just thinking it was, you know, just normal life, but it was just so beautiful. Uh, I deal with the noise for the couple of nights, but man, I just felt so grateful to be there in Great Falls, Montana, North Central Montana, and having those fireworks go off 
all over. It's just like, it's such a good community thing too. Like you look around on the fourth and I'll end on this. Like families are out, people are out. There's block parties, there's get togethers. And it was just, it felt like such a good unifying thing in the, in the city. So, you know, hopefully everybody stays safe. You know, there's always a fire danger, what, what not. And that's not what I like, but just, uh, it just reminds me of my childhood. And I think it's just kind of unique to Montana, maybe North central Montana. I'm not sure. Are you saying that Spokane doesn't have a show? I think they do. Um, actually I know they do. I've been here for a couple of them. We were typically, typically gone on the fourth, but yeah, they have a show and, but it's not like, uh, it's not like normal Joe's like you and me and like kids who are 10, like riding their bikes down, down the street to the local fireworks stand, you know, you know, saving money over the winter to buy fireworks like I used to in the summer. That's not part of the culture here. So that's, that's what I really like. So you like more the fact that everyone like lighting off little, little tanks and stuff in their driveways. Yeah. I mean, bumblebees, such a, such a good memory. I mean, as a kid, you're like, how dangerous can I get? Right. How many fireworks can I tie together? You know? And so it's just a whole experience. Can I blow apart in this little army man? Exactly. Or, you know, dig a (laughs) hole or fill up a puddle and light them on the side of it. You know, pretend that you have some battle scene going on for your GI Joes as a kid. It was it was epic. I loved all of it. So yes, I, I loved growing I up. I used to love lining up the tanks and like the chickens that lay eggs, you know, and just have like a chicken tank battle. <laughs> nice. It's not too, not particularly too exciting. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was like what I like to do. My parents didn't let me get too, too crazy with things. So tanks were about as crazy as it got. So yeah, there's my uh, story on fireworks. Uh, I miss them over here in Spokane, but uh, go Great Falls. So Thorny, what's on what's yeah, on your sp- mind, man? Actually, I'm going to kind of kick this back to you on this one. And I know my top of mind is supposed to be about me, and but it's a burning question I have, and I'm too lazy to do any research about it, and I don't really know much about it. I know you're the guy to talk to. I want someone to explain to me what all the sticky stuff nonsense is in baseball. Please tell me what's going on with all the sticky stuff and the pitchers and, the, and all that, and the checking of the gloves and kicking people out. What's going on there? Well, What uh, is sticky stuff? So... It's goes back like it's one of the oldest things in baseball is trying to put like some sort of advantage for the pitchers pine tar on their on their hat or some sort of sticky substance. Uh, they're using what's called spider tack. I don't really know what that is. Uh, anything to grip the ball to make it have a higher spin rate. So you would have an advantage sure. in throwing your slider or your off speed pitches. That's all they're doing. But why is it so? T- I see it all over the news this year. Is it is it more rampant than normal? Is a uh, major league just like not even caring anymore? Like what's happening here? Why is it? Why is it in the news? I don't even follow baseball, and I'm seeing it all over the place. Well, some pitcher reported it or something. I'm probably getting this wrong. I, I followed it a little bit, but all I really know right now is now the pitchers have to have, uh, basically their glove, their hat, their belt inside their belt loop, all of it checked every inning as they come off the mound. So it's it's a bit ridiculous. So what you can use, the only thing you can use is sweat and rosin. And sweat and rosin actually produces a pretty sticky substance. And in fact, if you watch Trevor Bauer, he could hold a baseball just with his hat, hand flat out right there. And so the sweat that comes off just basically wherever, right? And mixed with the rosin bag that's already on the mound will produce that kind of goopy, sick, sticky substance that helps him 
Grip the ball. That's not good enough. That's not enough. Nope. Hasn't been in years past. And so it's this cat and mouse game between batter and hitter, right? So the pitchers want to have an advantage and the hitters want their advantage in major league baseball as they normally do try to tries to screw it up in some, some unfun way. I, as I understand it, they're kind of fighting back a little bit because isn't scoring down pretty heavy in baseball. Yeah. And that's part of it too, is they're trying to like, all right, people aren't watching baseball because it, the games are two to one and everyone's striking out. So we got to take away some advantage from the pitchers right now to try and level it back out. Is that kind of an accurate statement you think? Yeah, it's kind of like the pendulum swinging, right? Because we had the steroid era, and now they took away the steroids, and then it's become the pitching era. And so uh, yeah. it's, it's probably going to swing back. There's going to be a happy medium somewhere in there. Let like half the guy do roids, and let half the pitchers uh, <laughs> use some sort of illegal substance inside their cap. We'll call it good. You know, people are going to be happy. All right. Uh, just curious. I've seen all over the news and I just, like I said, I've always wanted to click on the article or read about it. And I was like, you know what? I just don't care that much. But I thought I got nothing else to really talk about here. So I'm going to pass it over to Foley to see what he, see what he thinks about all this. Cause you're my, you're my baseball guy. Yeah. See, you're my baseball. It seems to me kind of like the, like the idea of football players using double sided tape to keep their like jerseys uh, on, you know, close to their body or something. Yeah. And they're just trying to find some sort of small advantage in order for them to, perform to make millions of dollars really to get another contract to stay relevant there's there's always it's always something with baseball there's always some sort of cheating scandal like every year it seems yeah i love it the stealing signs thing i don't i don't love it but that's uh, i can see why you know it's part of the game i can totally get that angle of it but i i just don't like i don't like cheating (laughs) i like i like everyone playing on the the same playing field level the rules so do you do you think um do you think the unwritten rules of baseball are kind of just whacked out? Like if you don't like I don't che- even know what the unwritten rules are. Like don't show anyone up or else you're gonna get hit. Then we'll throw at you. You throw at my best player, I'm gonna throw at your best player. Don't don't uh don't pimp a home run, don't you know, steal signs, stuff like that, or else you're gonna be retaliated by the pitcher. That's fine. That's nothing to do with the rules necessarily. Like that's necessary. That's like, uh, all right, you hurt my guy. I'm going to hurt your guy. I know it's against the rules, but whatever. Like, that's fine. That kind of stuff that happens in every sport in reality, people retaliate, but, uh, it's when you, it's when you like purposely break rules to gain a competitive advantage, like stealing signs, like stealing signs isn't legal. Am I correct on that? People steal signs all the time. It's part of the game, but it's not legal. Well, if you want to look in and on the catcher and see what he's throwing, I mean, that's part of it. So that's why they mix up signs. And uh, I mean, even middle school baseball does that. So it, it's yeah. not anything new. But yeah, you wouldn't like the Houston Astros then if you don't like cheaters. I was like, what's the, I was thinking in my head, what's the big team that was all <laughs> the big hubbub? It was the Astros. Okay. <laughs> see, I hear about some things here and there. All right, man. Let's move on. <laughs> all right. So let's get into. Uh, you're out, which is uh, See, that's that's kind of why I wanted to call the segment "You're Out" because you're a baseball guy. So we're gonna. That's why we're gonna call it "You're Out." So each of us are gonna read off four things to the other person, and they have to eliminate one of them. So, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to take it? I'll go first. I have like a All list right. of eleven, man. I have quite quite a few, so I'm just gonna <laughs> pick right now. I'm gonna start off with 
some donuts. Here, here's your list, Thorny. You have to eliminate one. Maple bars, yeah. bear claws, sprinkled donuts, or old-fashioned. Which one's off the list? Bear claws. Easy pick for me. Don't really care for bear claws. Old-fashioned, probably my all-time favorite donut. Sprinkles. Sprinkles can be like anything, though. Like doesn't, That doesn't designate what kind of donut it is with the sprinkles, but I like sprinkles, little crunchy things. And maple bars are classic, so yeah, bear, bear claw. That one's a... Not too much discussion required for me on that one. I don't like the texture of them as, as much. All right. Yeah, Bear Claws, easy pick for me. How about you, man? Which, uh, you dropping one off your own list? Old Fashioned. Oh, they're so good. I love a Bear Claw. I love a Sprinkle Donut. And Maple Bars, you can doctor them up with some bacon. I mean, Maple Bars are just Maple Bars. They're just almost like a standalone. But yeah. I could. I like old fashions. I like all of those donuts. But if I had to eliminate one, old fashioned, you're out. I I love them because they're extra crunchy. They're just you can tell that it's just like you're just eating a piece of jagged deep fat deep fat fried bread, it and it's really delicious good. because of it. Yeah, it's got the crunch. It's got the best texture of any donut. All right. Speaking of textures, I'm gonna keep it rolling with the fried food here. So I'm gonna fried sandwiches. You got your chicken fried sandwich. You got your seafood fried sandwich, and that can be shrimp. It can be a po' boy, whatever you want on your – it can be fish. Actually, no, I have, I have – sorry. Yeah, po' boy or shrimp, so it's got to be seafood. Then I have a fish sandwich, like a fried fish sandwich. So that could be like a the fish sandwich at McDonald's, or it could be like an actual fancy, you know, fried chunk of uh, like a fish and chips kind of thing. Or a Montana favorite here, Pork Chop John. We've got a pork fried sandwich. Got to harken back to my Montana days. So, which one? Which one you tossing out there? Fried fish for sure. Uh, and normally, because it's served with some sort of tartar sauce, or what's the white sauce that they put on those? Is that tartar? Tartar, yeah, yeah. 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 Which is mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> I hate mayonnaise. So, uh, no, I love a crispy chicken sandwich. I love a shrimp po' boy. Oh my gosh, come on, hit me up with some of that. Uh, and yeah, the pork chop, John. Absolutely. I used to get those all the time when we went to school at Montana State. But no, not a fish fillet. Uh, I no, no, just no. Probably mainly because of the tartar tartar sauce. But even without the tartar sauce, yeah, fish fillet or uh, fried chicken or fried fish sandwich, it's out. Now, po' boys, don't those have aioli on it? And aioli is just fancy mayonnaise. Uh, it depends on where you get them. I had a po' boy with like this garlic cream sauce, and uh, it was pretty awesome. So yeah. So it was like Fair like enough. little fried shrimp, garlic cream sauce with the iceberg or not iceberg lettuce, but the shredded lettuce with like kind of a Cajun seasoning on top of it. Making me hungry. Man, it was so Man, delicious. I, I, so delicious. I think I'm also going to have to pick fish on this. And I really do like fish sandwiches, but I was going to pick seafood until you started describing the po' boy there. And it reminds me of all the po' boys I had at the... Uh, the Cajun place in Bozeman. What was the name of that place? Started the Z. Zydeco. Zydeco. Yeah, Cafe Zydeco. Man, they had such good po' boy sandwiches. But yeah, all right. I'll take fish off there. Even though I love fish sandwiches, I just haven't had a, I haven't had a pork chop john in a long time, which apparently is pretty regional. Montana, Midwest are about the only places that fry up <laughs> pork like it would be a chicken sandwich, like a chicken nugget kind of pork sandwich. So. All right, why don't you hit me with your second pick here? All right, Thorny. Which one is out? September, December, April, or July? Okay, go through it again. September, December, April, or July? April, July. 
over here, I'm probably picking April because it typically rains a lot. And I do, I like winter. I like cold. I like December. September is football. That's easy pick right there. So April, I'm, I'm tossing April out. July can get a little too hot for my taste, but it's summer. So you can usually you can cool down, do something fun, go hiking or whatever. But uh, yeah, April, kind of just no man's land. It's wet over here. Kind of just dreary all the time. So April. All right. Not bad. I, I thought you were going to pick April. I'm, I'm going to go with December. December is when my birthday is as well. But man, for me, what, Christmas. What, what kills me about December is the amount of daylight that we lack or yeah, that we have or lack over here in the inland Northwest. So over in Spokane, it gets dark around like 430 at night. And it just drives me nuts because you could be coming out of work and it's already dark. You go to you go to work when it's dark. You come out, out when it's dark. It's just depressing. So I love September. Football season starting. I love fall. April. I love April, man. I love the start of spring. I love when baseball begins. It just it just charges me up. You can also ski in April. So you you get both both worlds. You get the end of winter and the beginning of spring and July. Well, July is just fun. I mean, we have the 4th of July. I mean, it can be hot, which is my least favorite part about it. But you have lake time, you have baseball, barbecues. For me as a teacher, just relaxing time. So, yeah, December, you're out. Yeah. Picking up, eliminating a month where people have like a whole several days off and Christmas. That's 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 pretty harsh, man. Dude, I'm a teacher. You, I get all the time off. I get all the time yeah, off. Yeah, you have different you have different uh, perspective on that than uh, your average working Joe. Yep. I am moving on to movie genres, comedies, thrillers, action movies, or sci-fi. Comedies, thrillers. What were the last two? Action or sci-fi. So what's the difference between a thriller and an action Thrillers are more suspenseful. They're like more edge of your seat kind of stuff. Not necessarily like explosions all over the place. Um, I'd have to, I couldn't think of a good example off the top of my head, but they're, a thriller's definitely gonna be a little bit different, a little bit more tense than just explosions yeah, so, or karate okay. <laughs> fighting. So that that's what I'm going to go for then, thriller. I don't like being anxious watching a movie or just like scared or nervous or not scared. Well, I mean, I'm glad you didn't put horror because I would I would have just said that that would be easy for me. I know I don't like yeah. I don't like that's why stuff. I didn't. I didn't think you'd be a horror guy. No. So I crafted this list to try and like, <laughs> what would fully Yeah, he's not gonna like horror, so I'm not even gonna put it on there. No, man. Uh, my favorite kind of movies are like easy watching. Uh you think of like uh Austin Powers, Dumb and Dumber, stuff like that. So I mean those are my favorite movies. So uh the opposite of that would be something suspenseful and like like a thriller, something where it's just like, you, you at the very end you're like, oh, man, I'm glad there was some resolution, or maybe there wasn't some resolution. So, uh, no, I don't like the thrillers. Bully does not like to be on the edge of his seat. He he likes to be far back in his reclined seat, relaxing, having a beer, no white knuckles for <laughs> Ryan Foley. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pick sci-fi on that list. Um, I like some sci-fi here and there, but overall, sci-fi is just not my favorite genre. Give me an action movie, comedy. There's no way I could get rid of comedy. That's I didn't think anybody, you or me, would get rid of comedy. But I like I like a good thriller. I like I like to be on the edge of my seat. I like to be engaged and not have to like I don't like 
a movie where you don't want to miss anything. Or it, it keeps you guessing. I like that kind of stuff. So yeah, sci-fi, that's an easy toss out for me. All right, uh, over to you, my friend. All right, I got a good one for you, Thorny. Which one is out? Beer, college football, Saturdays, steak. Saturdays? Well, there's no way I'm getting rid of a weekend. I only get what, two days off a week. There's no magic three months off like you get, so I can't get rid of that one. Never going to get rid of football. Beer, never getting rid of beer. Steak, steak's got to go. I actually don't eat steak that often. I like it. I don't crave it, though. Like Every once in a while, I'm like, yeah, I want a good steak. But most of the time, like, I eat steak maybe five times a year. Like, I don't eat steak that much. It's also expensive. It's a, it's a expensive for you to take home and, you know, mess up. So <laughs> you and I are so similar in so many ways. And that's probably why we're such good friends. And yes, we are exactly in sync with this one. Like, yeah, I can live without steak. I love, I love steak. But if I had to get rid of one of those Saturdays, I love college football. Heck yes. And beer. One of the delights in life. So to guess. Yeah, beer. No way. <laughs> steak, you're out. <laughs> that's the easy one. <laughs> Yeah, what is it? Uh, I don't even remember who said it. Is it Ben Franklin or Thomas Jefferson's? Like, beer is proof that God loves us, or something <laughs> like that. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's my philosophy. <laughs> Seeing the man who's drinking in Lacroix. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm taking a rare night off. So, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna keep it. It's funny that this has turned into such a baseball episode, but I got some baseball movies for you. I got Bull Durham, The Sandlot, Field of Dreams, or Bad News Bears. Hmm, that is a really tough one. I had a hard time picking a fourth one, and then I remembered you quoting Bad News Bears an episode or two ago. I'm like, well, that must mean he likes Bad News Bears, so I'm going to slap it on there. <laughs> so Bad News Bears, the original version, is pretty edgy, actually. Um, I actually had forgot about that, and I was showing it in my fifth grade classroom one year. And we got about 10 minutes in and I was like, oh my gosh, I started sweating because they said some really questionable things that were like racially charged. And I was like, yeah, so that one's going out. Um, I'd probably have to say Bad News Bears because of that. I love Sandlot. One of my all-time favorite movies, Bull Durham. Uh, Kevin Costner, man. And uh, who's it? Uh, who's a female actress in that? Sandra. Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon, that's right. And you got Tim Robbins, a big lanky Tim Robbins, <laughs> yeah. the wild man pitcher. <laughs> the head case, t- Tim Robbins. I just like the sage factor that Kevin Costner plays in that movie. And then uh, Field of Dreams. Uh, you know, I mean, that just tugs on my heart with my father passing away and my dad being a big baseball player. And uh, when they get to play catch at the end and... Um, yeah, tears for me on that one. I'd be, I'm, I'm just sobbing like a like a baby on that one. But yeah, so I probably have to say Bad News Bears. Although I do love the Bad News Bears, such a fun movie, such a fun movie. I, I guess I did not specify which one. There's been a remake with Billy Bob Thornton, I believe. I've seen them both. I like the Walter Matthau version because I like Walter Matthau. But I did not specify. But for me, um, I've actually never seen Field of Dreams, so I'm gonna go ahead and easily toss that one out because I've never seen it. Wow. I know all about it. I know that if you build them, they will come. I know the cornfield thing. I know enough about it. But I've never seen it. At least never seen the whole thing. Maybe I've seen bits and pieces. But uh, that one's an easy toss out because Bull Durham and Sandlot are like two of my favorite movies, period, let alone baseball movies. So that's, And I love Bad News Bears because it's funny. So the one I've never seen, you're gone. 
you're out. That's right. I got to do the catchphrase. You're out. You're out. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's do one more for me and one more for you, and then let's wrap this thing up. Time for one more. Yep. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to hit you with the weird one, Thorny. Uh, I, out of my list, I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm going for it. Here it is. North Dakota, South Dakota, Oklahoma, New Mexico. <laughs> All right. Well, New Mexico has good chilies, so I'll keep New Mexico around. Oklahoma. What do you, what do you do for, what is even happening in Oklahoma? I don't know what goes on in that state. It's a mystery. I know they play football. That's about it. Boomer sooner. I, I only know a little bit about North Dakota and South Dakota being adjacent them from Montana. You know what? I'm just going to go with North Dakota because uh, I got no other reason to other than the fact that North Dakota State Bison fans are annoying. So I'm going to just toss out North Dakota. I guess they got like Dots pretzels, which are delicious. But uh, yeah, I'm going to get rid of North Dakota. Why not? Whoa, Dots pretzels almost saved them in my book. I forgot about Dots pretzels, but yeah, I'm going North Dakota too. As kids growing up in Montana, we used to make North Dakota jokes all the time. In South Dakota, South Dakota is pretty cool. They got the Bad Hills. They got Mount Rushmore, Oklahoma. They got the wind, and uh, I don't know what else is going on in Oklahoma. It looks kind of like a boring state. Albuquerque, New Mexico is where my father was born, and they got the. Um, they do like a big. Uh, Oh, what are those things that go up in the air? Hot, hot, hot air balloon festival. So hot air balloons. Uh, I'm going North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota. We used to make fun of North Dakotans growing up. So there you go. Give is. me your best short North Dakota joke. I know you got some. We all do. We're Montanans. They're in our brain. The one that comes to the top of my head is North Dakota and Montana got into a war. North Dakota threw dynamite over the border. We lit it and threw it back. <laughs> It's a nice, simple, simple, short one there. It's always like, uh, for me, it was always like, how many North Dakotans does it take to screw in a light bulb? I really don't remember the punchline anymore or something <laughs> like, how do you make a North Dakotan drown? Put a scratch stiff snicker out the bottom of a pool. <laughs> and there's yeah. always like Velcro, <laughs> Velcro and sheep and all those kind of jokes with North Dakotans as well. So, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, all right. For my last one. I have presented to you, uh, I don't know if you're a soft taco man or a crunchy taco man, whichever taco you want, whatever meat you want. So all you have is meat in a shell, and I have cheese, lettuce, tomato, and hot sauce for you. You have to get rid of one of them. Say those again. Cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, hot sauce. Tomatoes. This is a texture thing. And that's really like it. I, I like tomatoes. Um, I like all those toppings, actually. I like the crunch of lettuce. I like hot sauce. I like specific hot sauces. By the way, shout out to Taco John's and Taco Treat. Both Great Falls staples right there. Come on now. If you don't know, you don't know. But uh, cheese. Man, it would be between cheese and uh, cheese and tomatoes for me. If I told you it was a ground meat, like a typical Tex-Mex beef, does that change your opinion? Because like, there's like taco, like street tacos with like diced up like carnitas and stuff like that, I think, which typically don't you don't put cheese on. So I'm going straight like American Tex-Mex yeah. choice here. I don't know. Good tomatoes, like fresh tomatoes are better than grated cheese on on a taco. 
Mm. I'm so, yeah. I mean, if you if you had to, yeah, if you cornered me on this, I'd probably have to say tomatoes. Tomatoes. All right, man. Lettuce. First of all, shredded lettuce, the most underrated taco topping of all time. You you don't remember you don't realize how delicious it is until you like if you're making tacos at home you don't have lettuce you just eat the tacos or whatever but then you next time you do buy the iceberg lettuce you, you shred it up oh it's so good there's that crunchy texture on it cheese man I I like my cheese like like like, well, like we've discussed on with our coney dogs finely shredded big mound of it it's got to be on there tomato I like tomato too. So I'm actually going to get rid of hot sauce because I don't always care for my tacos to be spicy. I like spicy Mexican food, but ta- crunchy tacos, I don't like to be too spicy. So I'd rather just have like the nice cold flavor, the, the tomato, lettuce, and cheese on mine. So yeah, hot sauce, you're out. All right. Speaking of you're out, let's get out of here ourselves. You can find us on Twitter, Two Dudes Ryan, T W O. Please uh, find us on whatever podcast listening app you're listening to. You can give us a rating or review. We'd appreciate it. And until next time, we are two dudes named Ryan. I won't be bad, what I